had been away Heaven change had much to say But man, I still think them cats are crazy They were asking if you were around How you was, where you could be found I told them you were living downtown Driving all the old men crazy All right, gentlemen, it's 2020, new season. I have all the craziness in the world. The one thing that remains constant, the Banner Brothers are back, and so is your Omaha Mafia. Gentlemen, it's a pleasure. How is everyone? Doing well, doing well. Just happy I'm not the one with internet connection issues this year. You know, I'm happy to be here with you fellas. We got eight days till fantasy football starts, and... Excited for this episode tonight. All right. We just had our draft this last weekend. We are a few days in. The dust has settled for some teams. Other teams, the dust has been kicking up. Dylan, Brent, uh, I was not able to make the draft, so if you guys want to do a quick recap of how the draft went at DJ's. Um, The draft was a blast. You know, a lot of shocking wild card plays, but I think the biggest shocker of them all was that Zarek Steed was one of the first attendees at DJ's. I got there early with Evan. We picked up Tyler. Um, and so we got there at like 1040. They let us in early. And Zebo showed up at like 1102. It's crazy. But it was a good time. It was a blast. I think I was the last one there, as per usual. <laughs> wow. It's a day full of surprises, it sounds like. Uh, Trey left the trophy. It. Doesn't fit in Rachel's backseat, apparently. I'm just glad two of our uh, September Sims were able to show up and uh, probably turn in a few favors just to make it with the boys for one afternoon. But, hey... Glad everyone showed I, uh, up. I glad saw a tweet a instead time. of uh, Sim- September. It was just September. And so <laughs> I'm just going off that now. It was a good ride for like 27 hours of Sip- Sim- September, but it's September now for me. Thanks for, thanks for explaining welcome. that one for me. I'm in. <laughs> But no, the draft right. actually location was sick. I think it was with the. I mean, Evan and Dylan did a great job. I think that was one of our best drafts by far. Yeah, we have uh, name tags actually, Connor. I don't think I sent in group chat pictures yet, but Evan made little name card things for everyone, <laughs> and so I'll make sure you get that. Put it on your. Uh, I mean, it was really set up like a war room. It was pretty sick. I like that, and um, we didn't have Mason vulturing any draft picks. So that's. Uh, Anytime that happens, the draft will run a little Oh, shit. Early. Looking at the draft board, maybe you should have for some of these guys. We'll dive into that, though. Yeah. Naturally, Trey nope. shows up with just his phone and nothing else. No one's cars got stolen, <laughs> so it sounds like a pretty successful successful Jeez. draft this year. Speaking of draft picks, let's dive in. What are some shockers? You know, I don't want to talk for too long, but there is just one horrible pick. And it was the 209 in our fantasy draft. So I won't talk for too long, but we all know Adam Gase. He hates his offensive fantasy football players. He held back Kenyon Drake, Damian Williams in Miami. Ryan Tannehill. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. And so 
He becomes the coach of the Jets, and he says, I do not know why we paid Le'Veon Bell this much money. This was last year. And so going into this year, they pick up Frank Gore, and then Frank Gore's taking a lot of first-team reps. So not only with Gase just having horrible fantasy output, they're giving old-ass Frank Gore some touches. And then also with that as well, the Jets are terrible. The defense is going to be awful, so they're going to be down. Gonna be playing from behind. The offensive line sucks. So just all these horrible factors leading into a running back, and Arrow takes him at pick twenty-one. It's sickening. I don't have any rebuttal to that. Yeah, I don't honestly know how to respond. I mean, <laughs> if you wanted to go running backs, there's still good backs on the board, like Carson, James Connor. Other good wide receivers too, like A Rob Kittle was still there, but well, even going. I mean, Lev Bell in front of Carson. And it, I'd pay more waiver cash than Tyler gave for Rekwell Armstead if he wasn't there in the third as well. Like, I mean, he he could have locked him up in the third easily. That's a reach in the third. I I don't know why I didn't think he'd be there at the three four. Wow. <laughs> when you okay. like your guy, you like your guy. Just ask Evan. I love Bells. Aaron's my guy. Apparently. Um, r- rounding out the third, no crazy shockers. But then on the turn, the 4-2 turn, Mr. Hype Train joins the Hype Train along with Ronald Jones. At the time, <clears throat> it was a skeptical pick. It He probably could have got him in the fifth, maybe. A lot of hype and buzz around him. But then today, bombshell. Mr. Tunet Lenny Fournette joins alongside Tom Brady on the Bucks. And now, Mr. 4-2 Ronald Jones is waiver fodder. I... Brent, you can talk about this. I... I respected Evan. He said there people are going to react because he's reaching. I respect that. I mean, I know what it's like on the turn. But honestly, I just feel bad. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say. I feel it's bad. fine if he's your guy. But in front of guys like Melvin Ingram, not Melvin Ingram, yeah, Melvin Ingram, Melvin Gordon, Mark Ingram, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor? I mean, I know he's with Tampa, but... I mean, when he gains 20 pounds in the offseason, midway through his career, clearly something's not working, and he kind of got to ask some questions on why. Dylan? It, it, it didn't make sense at the 4-2, even when he's not even dealing with competition. But now, obviously, with Mr. Tunet there... It's bad. And so I'm just going to sit here and continue to refresh uh, Fantasy Pro's playbook until I get an update on this. I mean, for all we know, he's the third running back in that committee right now behind LaShawn. <laughs> I, it, it's totally reasonable the way Arians coaches. Yeah, I mean, and with just Tom Brady, too, <laughs> with picking and choosing his guys, who knows what that backfield could be like. So tough one. Um, but kind of a win for Tyler with Tunet. Um, I, I, I don't I, know. I, I, I'm not. 
I don't think I'm Houston sure had a better situation than Jacksonville. Fair. Obviously, Tampa is a better situation, but crowded backfield compared to, I mean, literally just being the guy in Jacksonville. That's fair. It's tough. I'm, it's definitely going to get more, I mean, obviously, teams, goal line opportunities. It, opportunities for scoring. And obviously, I mean, it's going to be a high-powered offense, probably one of the best we've seen in a while. But, I mean, it's a Bruce Arians backfield. What can you say? I mean, earlier today I saw a report that saying that Darwin is the third down back or was trying to be a third down back. So it's like, I mean, what happens there? And so you have four guys there. Instead of my reach of the draft, I'm going to go with a steal of the draft. And that is Rob Gronkowski in the ninth. <laughs> if you don't have a tight end already. All right. But it's a steal to get him over guys like Hayden Hurst. Hunter Henry, Tyler Higby, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, the number one tight end of the league last year, Austin Hooper. Just a steal to get him three rounds earlier than that. From from the mouth himself, he was wants to flex him some weeks. And so let's let's be real. He forgot he already well, drafted. I was about to say, so there's two ways you can look at this. The first is he just simply forgot that he had Kelsey. Or that he actually thinks Rob Gronkowski is going to be a valuable play this year. Both are horrible. Which one's more likely? I think more likely is he forgot. I think we have some other underlying issues because he goes Gronkowski, Adrian Peterson, Daryl Henderson, Justin Jackson, Larry Fitzgerald, Matt Prater, and Sammy Watkins. That's his bench. That's his last six picks. I mean, what a time to be in the Central, fellas. His last seven picks. I mean, he went seven rounds out drafting a third running back. He went between the third and the tenth. He drafted zero running so backs. He, the running back did draft was AP. RB3. So he got a tight end two over an RB3. Wow. That is exactly what Sony Michelle, Matt Breda, Zach Moss. J.K. Dobbins, Marlon Mack. That's a black eye in this league. You can't really put it any other way. <laughs> that's, I, so that's one of the more shocking revelations of the draft. That's right up there with Rojo for me. I like forgot about that pick, I'm not going to lie. But yeah, that's tough. Ooh, I, I also it can't go understated. Your RB3 being the RB2, the handcuff to your first overall pick in Cream Hunt <laughs> in the fifth round. That is very worthy to bring back. So Tyler drafted, for those in the audience, Nick Chubb, 110. Fine pick, great, whatever. Fifth round, he turns around and for his RB3 chooses his handcuff, Cream Hunt. I don't know. I, I, I truly, I was trying to do like a little skeleton draft and think of what people in the league were going to do. And I would just get to some league members and it would, there was no point. There was no point of me trying to get into that mindset. So would you even want to try and get into say arrows head? That sounds like a dark and dangerous Well, good place. thing I didn't because 
back to Le'Veon Bell. Terrible pick. But, yeah, uh, Kareem Hunt there, handcuffing. I mean, how many condoms does that take to handcuff your RB1 in the fifth round? At least three, right? So, he's obviously, he plans on starting both every week. I mean, with the Lenny news now for him, he's going to have to. It's a two-flex league, too. Two-flex mafia. So, he is he is going the Cleveland Browns stack. Which he did last year. He is familiar with. Although, Ty could turn out to be a genius if Kareem ends up being traded before the deadline this year. True. Let's not give him any credit. Um, all right. Any other major surprises? Quick hitters? I think those are the big storylines that came out of this draft. Unless I'm forgetting any other uh, obvious ones. First drop of the year ends up being Dylan. Yeah. I've made, Unfortunate. I've made a... 11th round. Yeah, you know, Rager, I drafted him knowing of the injury because Jalen Hurts, shout out the Eagles <laughs> for that draft pick. Um, 11th round. Yeah, so I saw he had a shoulder injury. I didn't really think much of it. Turns out being he's probably going to be out for at least a month. Didn't want to hold on to him still, so that's tough. But what are the Eagles doing in camp? If they throw an interception, they let the play continue on, and they're having their first-round wide receiver try to tackle someone. Just blow the whistle. They're getting pretty used. They just got to get used to Uh, it. you Pretty gritty for Rager, though. Sides of the ball front offense and the Eagles. All five, eight of himself trying to take down. Kind of a lot of it. yelling for me. Thirteen and a half minutes into this podcast, we just need to continue on. All right, we'll uh, we'll move past that, Dylan. You have the fancy pros breakdown yes. from our post draft. Yes, I do, and so we got to take these with a grain of salt because for this one, I have all the experts. So shit, we might got. Bobby Sylvester's rankings in here, so everyone <laughs> keep Creepy it in your ass. pants for a second here. Whoever's got all the rookies, yeah. he's going to like. He's really going to assault the rankings <laughs> this year. Uh, yeah, and so we got all the experts. I mean, even Buddy, that's all 142nd in accuracy last year. So uh, we'll do it by threes. How about that? So the top three, Good. we got Brent... Jay Culture, the Banner Brothers here, just absolutely just smacking. <laughs> Firing out the I'm, gate. I'm, I'm so happy for this. Uh, third, we got Evan, but they still have wow. Ronald Jones as the third flex in the league. So probably going to have some adjustments to, Matt, to that. I will send it in tomorrow morning. Um, and then Arrow and I are both tied at fourth and fifth. Tyler is at 6, that 88. I don't think they've had updates yet. Wait, maybe they have. Actually, I've updated it. So Ty Rounds is out at 6, and then 7, 8, 9. We got Jack, Zarek, and Jackson. And then the bottom three, Trey, Reed, and Luke. Really? Yep, they got Luke last for some reason, which I thought Luke had a pretty solid draft. As far as drafts go for Luke, it's one of his better drafts, as far as I'm concerned. Not that that's holding that against like a massive accomplishment, but I thought he had a solid he's draft. Our bees are a little uh, suspect. 
with his RB3 being Marlon Mack and his RB4 being Bryce Love. But I, uh... Yeah, that RB4 is a little... I do like the top half of his draft. Right. And so, yeah, they do I mean, take for, into account bench yeah. and whatnot. Sorry, Connor, for cutting you off there, but I kind of like Luke's draft. It's not bad. I was relatively surprised when he got through the first six rounds and didn't really make any bonehead moves, for being real. Right. Any other discussion that we want to talk about the rankings? Um, Mr. 99, I thought I had a good draft. I was a little worried about the third spot. Honestly, I, I think I, I kind of had some things that were going to mm. fall to me. I wasn't sure if God was going to get back to me. I had zero idea that Mr. Melvin Gordon was going to get back to me there at the 410. Pleasant surprise. AJ Brown did not expect him to get back to me there, too. So I had, uh, I was pretty okay with it. I think we had a good draft. We got some big, uh, big upside, but also a lot of risky players like Mr. Uh, James Conner. We'll see if you can stay healthy, and it's not looking good. But we'll see. How do you guys think your draft went? Looking at your team, I actually really like your top half of your draft. I It fell to me. I did, I did not expect it to go that well, honestly. Yeah, I really love the Deshaun pick late, too. Benny, that, really like the Benny pick. Whenever he's healthy, uh, Deshaun is startable. It's just... And there's no one... When, he, when he's healthy. And... <laughs> And who do they play week one? You got a favorable Washington. Yeah, you got a favorable matchup. He might go for three touchdowns. I really like that week one. I'm honestly a little. I watched a little confused as per usual on my draft. It never goes how I really anticipate it going. Didn't really expect I, to take four rookie RBs, but Jonathan fell to me at four twelve, and I was really just kind of surprised by that. Was looking to go four RB off the start, but unfortunately was not able to. But I, I feel pretty, pretty happy with my draft. I feel like it's pretty solid top to bottom. Might as well just call Brent's team uh, Chris Delia with all the <laughs> underage running backs he drafted. But been saving that all day. I'm, I'm gonna give you props. That was a good one. Actually, actually, that one just came to me. I'm not gonna. That was a good gonna... one. He had it written down in his hand prior. <laughs> No, I, I like both of your guys' teams. They're interesting. Um, definitely can compete. I'm kind of with you, Connor. I uh, was surprised at some values that slipped to me with like Julio and Greg Kittle getting there. But uh, the Kittle values are great. Overall, I like it. Uh, we touched on it, but I wish Rager was there to sit as a wide receiver five for me. But that's okay. We've already been making some moves. So looking forward to week one. Should be a good year. Yours and Jack's are my favorite top four. Hey, thanks, man. Do we want to skip over to our uh, first waiver fudge of the season? Yes. Who wants to, who's, who's the most angry about this one? Yeah. It's not even anger. It's just pure disappointment that uh, year seven – this is where we're at, you know? Like, I, I thought we were better. But for those we all know, we all we all got the update, what was it, Tuesday morning? Yesterday morning, I think. That would have been Monday morning, right? 
it would have been Monday morning. Okay. Yeah. We all got the update at 9.05 a.m. Central Time that Tyler Wheelock puts 69 of our $200 fab, shout out Evan, on Ryquel Armstead, the, the, the three timeshare running back committee now and probably the worst team in football. So $69 of the 200 on a player that is going to share touches on a horrible team. That's bad enough. The kicker, though, no one else makes a claim for Rykel Armstead. He could have got him for free because you can play $0 bids on Sleeper. And so Tyler would have won the claim if he just put $0. But he spent 69 of it. He has $131 left, and it is September 2nd of the fantasy football season. We pride ourselves on being a competitive league. We think we are in the upper echelon of fantasy leagues across the country and world where our members just know better. We know fantasy. We think we know fantasy inside and out. And we think we are on a different tier rather than our home leagues that we make fun of, our work leagues like Mason's in with all his mom's friends. We think we are above all of them. And as instances like this, that makes me think that we're no better sometimes. Maybe even more than I, maybe even more than that. Maybe half the time. I mean, what are we doing here? It's it's a true Michael Jackson man in the mirror moment, and I think as a league, we just we had to face it, address it here. It's a tough time for Band of Brothers to talk about it. I didn't want to talk about this, but. There's no running from it. You have to embrace this. You have to look at it full on for what it is and just bear the brunt of it. Like, maybe we need a little take a step back and just say, hey, we're not perfect. I, I think that's exactly what it is. But <laughs> New Year's, same Brent. All right. Pop over to Luke's email. Um, yeah, and so um, obviously with the mafia, well, I mean, going off that, we're we're trying to expand the brand, put some content out there on the Twitter sphere. Group chat's just been popping off the last couple of days. It's great. Fantasy's here. Angst is at an all time high. So we're gonna be posting more content, more videos, polls, debates that we have on which favorite pizzas ours in Omaha, a reoccurring debate every two and a half months um, and wings, wings and then talk about our favorite pops, everything like that. And so, Pizza. yeah, I mean, we're going to be producing a lot of content. And so our very own Luke Cutler has been crushing it lately. And so we actually have, uh, what's it like a mafia weekly header. I don't know if we've really got the title down for it, but we're going to have a weekly newsletter coming out with different content. Oh, I got a good name for it. The Mafia's Hit List. I mean, the yeah. firmest virtual handshake one could give right now for that. That's fantastic. That's pretty good. We'll have to I like that. that. Write, the drawing board. write that down. Um, but yeah. yeah, so a lot of Mafia's Hit List. So each of us, we're going to be writing content on what's going on in the group chat, waiver editions, what's just going on in the world. Like tonight we were talking hoops, just random stuff. Maybe the boomer rankings from Connor, we could get that adjusted. So it's going to be good stuff. We're really excited for year seven of the mafia. We're going to be producing. So 
follow us on Twitter and check out all of our updates. Sounds good to me. I love that content from each of our members. I like uh, all of us stepping up in different ways to uh, grow the league and grow the brand. We have our podcast here. Maybe we can get uh, a few more members stepping up, like maybe Zeke can bring back Plug TV. I would, I would love that. I don't know about you guys, but I stand for Plug TV. That was like sophomore year of college, right? Like freshman, sophomore. Dude, yeah. Dudes whipping uh, in his car, going to get fast food in Lincoln, just talking randomly for about 10 to 12 minutes about the league. Just fully unfiltered. I just don't understand what the point of doing Plug TV anymore is now that you have a girlfriend. It just kind of loses. It's kind of luster. A lot of things lose your luster when you have a girlfriend. <laughs> Bars. Beer. The boys. Plug TV. Draft day with the boys. Stop, but I'm, getting off, I'm, I'm getting off topic here. but uh, Speaking of that, let's jump over to our newest segment recurring segment of the podcast cornball of the week and it's uh it's mr cornball himself zebo for continuing his hate on venmo for some reason he has a weird affliction for venmo and will only use his trusted source of internet transaction as paypal get with the times and i know i maybe because venmo doesn't run on iphone sixes is that why (laughs) I mean, do they all have the PayPal app back then in 2012 or whenever the iPhone 6 came out? Venmo probably was in round back then, so that's probably why. Maybe that, I guess that, we just kind of circled back there and found that conclusion. I have a screenshot somewhere. I'll find it and send it in. Does that mean he can't afford Venmo? He can't afford the free app? It beats me. But I do have a screenshot from him. I need to go find it, though. I remember he sent it in, and he was like, you're a real corn pop if you use Venmo. And I don't know. Someone's going to need to elaborate on that more because. You're corny if you use the most widely used internet currency per se out of anyone under 30. It's corny to be mainstream. I don't know. That's that's corn pop of the week, corn ball of the week, whatever you want to call it. We'll, uh, we'll be writing down notes throughout the week and see uh, who does some corny shit that deserves to be called Absolutely. out. Absolutely. All right. Any uh, closing remarks? Closing anecdotes that we need to share with the league before we get our season started? I think we're good. We'll, uh, we'll t- be at. Tyler's one and only quarterback is Joe Burrow in the 16th round. I forgot about that one. I forgot he didn't have a quarterback up until that point. That. I mean, that's a decent QB, too, if you want to take a flyer on him, but I mean, you're rolling him out there week one. It's just that, the Armstead, and that Tyler was able to draft the division. It just... Blessed to have Tyler and Evan in the same division this year for the first three games. Damn. Brent's looking to start off hot. All right. Don't, uh, don't let Brent get hot and then trail off like he normally <laughs> does. We want that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> never seen that one before <laughs> alright well it's been fun getting ready for the season seven eight days from now we'll call it seven yeah episode next week we on are our, uh, <clears throat> week one matchup preview 
yep, we'll have that out next week. We'll probably get this out early, so I might or get this out early next week. So this might be a double feature next week. But uh, I like that. We're coming to you hot and heavy. The content this year will be here every week. You know where to find us. Actually, on iTunes now. Do we bring that no. up? I think no. we're gonna be on iTunes. I think I think uh, I think the Band of Brothers are going going big big time, going mainstream. I think when we try and get our podcast on iTunes, so uh, you're probably listening Imagine to it on Imagine right using now. iTunes for a podcast streaming service. Couldn't be me. That's so cornballish. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff, guys. We're still waiting on our Spotify deal. Yeah, move over, Joe Rogan. Mafia. That's your time of the mafia. All right, fellas. It's been fun. See you guys. Love you guys.